Welcome to Safety Spectrum, your environmental health and safety connection. This program is a presentation of the Michigan Safety Conference. For almost a century, the annual conference has provided credible educational opportunities and valuable support for the safety and health practitioner by offering 120 instructional programs, along with exhibits highlighting the latest in safety equipment, instrumentation, and demonstrations. To learn more about the conference, please find us at MICH, M-I-C-H, safetyconference.org. Welcome to Safety Spectrum. I'm your host, Sheila Eide. This program is sponsored by the Michigan Safety Conference, and our topic today is Michigan OSHA Consultation Services. Although many of us have heard of Michigan OSHA, my OSHA, maybe during an inspection or assistance and interpreting standard, but is everyone aware that they are also provide free consultation services for Michigan employers through the Consultation, Education, and Training Division, also known as SET. Our guests today are Jennifer Clark Denson and Kristen Osterkamp from Myosha SET. I've worked with both these women over the years and they are terrific representatives of the department and also great instructors for the Myosha Training Institute. Jennifer joined Myosha in 1998, where she spent time as a general industry safety officer with responsibility for inspecting a wide variety of work operations to observe and identify potential hazards and violations of Myosha safety standards. Jennifer is currently a senior safety consultant with SET, where she has worked with various Myosha work committees, authored fact sheets, championed and piloted several MTI courses, and mentored new Myosha personnel. Jennifer currently provides occupational safety services to Monroe and Wayne counties. She holds a BA in industrial and environmental health management from Ferris State and a master's in human resource management. Kristen joined Myosha in 2006 and served as a senior industrial hygienist in the consultation and training division before transferring to the on-site consultation program. Kristen is currently a departmental manager in the set division, managing a safety and industrial hygiene staff in Southeast Michigan. She also coordinates Myosha's Alliance programs. Kristen is both a certified professional safety and a certified industrial hygienist and has a master's in chemistry and business. So thank you for joining me today, Jennifer and Kristen. So let's start out by, why don't you tell us a little bit about what is SET all about? Well, thank you, Sheila. Uh, we are very happy to be on your podcast today and to tell everybody a little bit about what we do here at uh, Myosha CET. So Myosha's Consultation Education and Training Division, known as CET, our purpose is to educate employers and employees on various safety and health requirements and workplace training. We provide services as far as training and consultation to employers and employees throughout the state of Michigan. And as an integral part of our program, we offer employers um, the opportunity to learn proactively with us. Um, we also share best practices with employers. You know, people hear MyOSHA and they think, oh, that's enforcement. And a lot of them don't understand that, that we have this consultation education training division that is there to help them um, and, and not issue penalties and citations. You say you you work uh, with the employees uh, in a cooperative manner. How does that work out? Well, you know, when we show up at a workplace, um, yes, the employer invites us in. But while we're there, we engage with the employees as well. And we also, we're not just looking for unsafe conditions. We are looking at the whole system. You know, we're looking at what's their safety and health program like? What's management commitment like? Employee involvement. So we interact with people on the floor 
and then we can give the you know adequate feedback and suggestions to the employer. I know uh, OSHA has come out with a safety and health management system assessment, and that's really been the, the thrust of the safety movement, I think, in the last several years is to actually have a system. But I think my OSHA was way ahead of that, way ahead of the game on that one. Right. So, mm -hmm. so what specific services do SET offer employees? Can employees it can employ employees actually contact SET as well as an employer? Jennifer. Thanks for that question, Sheila. Uh, employers can contact SET, uh, not employees. Uh, we really like employers to contact us directly about whatever service they're interested in. Uh, the services that we currently provide are definitely consultation services, where we do overall review the, their occupational safety and health programs, their occupational safety and health systems. But we're also on hand to provide abatement assistance should they have received an inspection. So if they're looking to understand how they can be in compliance with a standard or a rule, we're definitely a resource. And one of the other great services we provide is training. We can provide on-site training. And we also have what we also are, should be famous for is the Myosha Training Institute. So we <laughs> oh, you provide, are, you are. <laughs> <laughs> we can definitely provide training to employers and their staff as it relates to occupational safety and health issues or challenges that we face. And as Kristen said, our job is not just to find hazards, but our job is to also uplift the employer and to highlight what they're doing well at because there are some great employers out there who are doing the right things and uplifting safety and health in the workplace and they should be recognized for those efforts. You know, that's so true because often what we do is unheralded and you don't get a pat on the back for the accident that did not happen. So it's great that Myosha feels that it's important to build up the people that are actually doing this kind of work and you as well. So, you know, we talk about on-site and traditional. Uh, how, can you explain the difference with that? Um, I could I take that one. Um, basically, as far as the similarities, uh, all of the consultants, whether they're traditional or on-site, they're going to show up at your facility. They're going to review your injury and illness data, discuss the required written programs, conduct a site walk around, discuss your safety and health program elements that we were talking about, and how to make improvements, um, things of that nature. They'll all provide sample written programs if you need them and handouts as well as copies of rules. Um, all of them, when we do a hazard survey at an employer's location, we'll leave behind what we call a notification of hazard survey form. And that's there so that an employer, if they did receive a random inspection from enforcement, they could show that form and say, we're working with CET. And then enforcement knows that, you know, they'll kind of back out and let us finish our, our, uh, our activity before they do the random inspection. Now, of course, that form doesn't apply if it's an accident or fatality or, or something like that, but this is more the random ones. So that's where we're similar. Um, so Jennifer, how does the traditional, uh, how is that different from the on-site? Well, as Kristen said, we're, we're similar in that we have the approach that we're gonna review your injury illness logs and we're gonna review your occupational safety and health systems. Where we differ is, is that we offer the training side. So again, in relationship to an employer's request, if they're looking for training or greater understanding on a standard and they're looking for us to host a training class, we can definitely do that. And we can customize that training to their specific needs. So that's something that makes us a little bit different. And Jennifer, right. with your, your background, you were both enforcement and uh, consultation. So I would imagine your experience certainly helps when you go into a new situation. Maybe you've stated, but they haven't. Correct, correct. There's There are things that I've seen that I've been able to bring to other employers to say, this is how we were able to abate something 
for how we were able to become in compliance. So I was able to share my knowledge with working with past or previous employers with a new employer. And so the overall game was to make sure that everybody was safe. And so everybody went home the same way they came in. Major, major advantage. Kristen, you were gonna say something. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, I was just, I started off with saying what we have in common between the traditional and the onsite. And then just what makes the onsite program a little bit different is um, it is a cooperative agreement. There's no penalties or citations, but the employer does have to agree to correct all the serious hazards identified. If there's anything imminently dangerous, of course, they'd address that as well. And then they provide verification that the hazards have been corrected within a reasonable time frame. Also, the on-site program facilitates our M-SHARP program, which is one of those recognition programs um, that we have for small to medium-sized employers. Um, we also conduct, and on the on-site side of the house, full shift air monitoring and noise monitoring. There's no cost associated with those services as well. Oh gosh, back in the day, I mean, a million years ago, dinosaur times, my time, I would go and borrow equipment from I, it was from the lab. I assume it was part of my OSHA. I mean, it was part of my OSHA, but they, I would do the testing and then return the instruments and they would do the lab analysis. So I only used it basically as a, is there a problem here or not? I knew it wasn't going to be as comprehensive as what you could do or industrial high dentists could do, but I always felt that was very, very good that I could borrow equipment from my OSHA and, and be used, use it myself as an employer. So that was a great advantage, I think. You know, there's, uh, when traditional goes in, Jennifer, is there a relationship with enforcement? What if enforcement also shows up? Is there any kind of uh, cooperative agreement there? Again, there is a cooperative agreement. And again, we our agreement is formalized or not as structurally formalized as maybe on-site, but there is an agreement where we're acknowledging that we're coming in and we're giving the employer um, notification that we're coming in so that they can share with enforcement should enforcement knock on their door to proceed with uh, any type of event that has occurred. And so there's acknowledgement that we're in this place of employment and then we're actually doing our service, whether it's a consultation service or a hazard survey. Upon completion, the employer, we are asking the employer to follow up us, with us in 30 days, whether that's a phone call, me coming back out, or again, showing that abatement through pictures. So again, we're looking to have a resolution um, and we understand that things may not be taken care of right away, but as long as we're proactively working towards a solution, even a temporary solution to uh, help keep the employees safe is a great idea. And again, this is an ongoing relationship. We don't want this to be a one and done. Oh, that's a good point, one and done. So your, your uh, suggestions or the abatement would say I'm under citation. So if you come in and work with uh, the company or work with me, I can use that as my abatement that I am working well, with my ocean. This is a well, solution. If, if you're under uh, citation, you're seeking abatement assistance, we're going to definitely help you get that abatement assistance, uh, whether, again, it's a temporary solution or permanent solution. And so you can let the enforcement division know that you're working with us and follow their protocol with regards to notifying that, hey, we're working towards our abatement. So we want you to follow what in the enforcement division directive says with relationship to abatement. But we're there to help you. We're there to help you get to that finish line and keep staying over that finish line with it as it relates to safety and health. That, that's really good to know that you could use the services that way. Uh, you know, there are specific uh, consultants I know. There's general industry, there's industrial hygiene, there's construction. What, what do each of them do? What are the three specialties all about? Yeah, I can um, take that one. This is a great question, Sheila. I'm so glad you asked that. Um, we have experienced professionals in all three of those areas that you mentioned. So we have experienced occupational general industry safety consultants. 
we have construction safety consultants, and then we have industrial hygienists. So depending on the employer's needs, we do have specialists in these three disciplines. So the difference is like a general industry safety professional is going to help you assess compliance with the general industry safety standards. So this could include machine guarding, lockout, tagout programs, um, construction safety consultants are going to help you with construction safety standards. So that might be on performing training on like the focus for training topics, such as falls, caught in between hazards, struck by hazards, uh, electrical hazards. And then the best question is, what is an industrial hygienist? You know, that <clears throat> nobody knows what that is. It's a very- Washing your hands, isn't it? Washing your hands, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's my background. You know, most of my uh, professional experience has been as an industrial hygienist. And um, it's a health consultant, so a workplace health consultant. And so we're looking at the health-related standards. So it could be chemical in nature, um, hazard communication training, chemicals, noise, ventilation, um, if you need help with your respiratory protection program or um, hearing conservation program, that's going to be an industrial hygienist. And those are the folks that will come out and do the free air monitoring or noise monitoring as well to assess your employees' exposures. So uh, would you have all three of them come in? Is it possible that you would have more than one consultant come in on a specific issue? Oh, yes, definitely. Yes, we often like to do that uh, if it works out for everyone's schedule. Sometimes we'll do what we call a joint hazard survey. So you'll have one-stop shopping. You'll have the safety consultant and the health consultant right there. And then it, everything can be addressed. Um, you'll get a report from each of them describing you know, the, the follow-up actions and what, what would need to be uh, implemented and any related resources. Jennifer, uh, is there cross-training that goes on? Say you're a safety officer going in or a safety consultant going in and you see a, a, a trench. And you know darn well that that trench is too deep or the sides are too narrow or so is there any cross training that goes on where you can identify things like that yes my is, is great for cross training um as kristen said we've got the three disciplines and so uh when we have the opportunity to work together that really works best for the employer but best for for each of us in our respective disciplines because we learn from one another but there are opportunities where we set aside time to go out with one another to learn and to observe different things, to ask questions, so that I can better, uh, perhaps, provide an answer, at least at, at least acknowledge the question, and be able to get the person to the right resource. But you're definitely correct. Uh, we do cross train, and it's it's a great tool for us as as Myosha staff to continue to do that. And it's a yes. good thing for employers as well because we're 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 working together. We're working together for the overall safety and health improvement for employees and, and employers in the state of Michigan. Yeah, so often the employers are covered by more than one standard, you know, general industry, industrial hygiene, construction. So they kind of wear all three hats. So that's fantastic that you folks can help them in all those areas. Jennifer, I'm going to throw something out at you that we didn't talk about before, but mentoring new employees. What happens when you're, you're doing that? How, how does how do you bring a new person online? <laughs> Um, well, you know, um, I'm always happy to have the opportunity to mentor someone new in Myosha. Um, but again, it's sharing your knowledge, sharing um, what you know, and it's also learning from them. So it's, you know, talking about the job and the processes of the job, what can you expect and, and how to prepare for sometimes the unexpected. Um, our job has evolved and changed over the last 20 years and really more so in the last two. Um, so we <laughs> We've learned to adapt with some great technology and things of that nature. So it's really um, taking someone and, and walking them through 
uh, what we do at Myosha and, and how we do our job. And, and as our director says, we educate before we regulate. So that's, that's my <laughs> job in mentoring. So, yeah. I like that. So uh, why should an employer request an on-site hazard survey or a consultation visit? Get to, get to promote both. <laughs> Which one would someone pick? Why would they pick one or the other? Well, you know, I could speak to that one. Um, well, first, why would they want to visit? I mean, firstly, I think they're to get an extra set of eyes. Um, on, you know, they walk around the workplace, see the same things every day. They might not realize something is a hazard, you know, until they get a, a different fresh perspective on that. So I think, you know, both are beneficial to employers. The other thing, you know, I wanted to mention is, you know, employers think if they use our services that that gets them on some sort of a hit list. Uh, and again, that would be defeating the purpose of our, what we do as a division. So if they are on a list, it is based on their industry code called the NAICS code. So um, we have a strategic plan at MyOcean and has to do with trying to reach out and address these companies that work in these higher hazard industries or NAICS codes. So you, you know, if you're on that kind of list, you know, you would want to have us come out. And as Jennifer said, so we can educate before you are regulated because both enforcement and consultation get these lists. So um, it's, it's best to um, have another set of eyes, you know, if you're on that list. And as I mentioned earlier, like the on-site program, where they specialize in hazard surveys and you'll get a formal report. It'll have um, a list of hazards that you would post. You would uh, correct them within, again, reasonable timeframes and post a list of those hazards so the employees can see it. Um, so, um, you know, it's, it's just a very excellent tool to have that extra set of eyes in your workplace. Is it public knowledge who's on that strategic plan list, the hit list that you call it? Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, it is. It is, a, a, it's in our strategic plan is posted on our website and it's updated every five years. And when I say hit list, it's just, to, we're trying to address the most hazardous, you know, industries where we see a lot of citations being issued historically or, um, you know, it, incidents happening, accidents and such. So we're, we target our resources to best address the most hazardous, you know, type industries. I would assume that with the COVID, I mean, that, like say the last few years have been very different and very difficult to deal with, I'm sure. How, how did you handle during COVID making visits or working with employers? How, how did that work out? <laughs> well, Jennifer, you might want to speak to that from a training perspective uh, on the training side of the house, but virtual, virtual, right? We're all in the virtual world. <laughs> so Jennifer, you could talk about seminars and how that was handled too. Um, that was unique for us. Um, again, we were the leading uh, leaders in that as it related to safety and health. And so um, just like, like everyone else who was affected by COVID or the pandemic, um, we had to learn technology. So again, um, doing a lot of virtual training, learning a lot of virtual platforms, um, learning how to make sure we use technology in the right way and to get the message across and, and to still get the eye care message across. So even though we couldn't be together face-to-face, -to -face, um, we were still, there were still hazards that were present. Um, there were still employers and industries who still had to work and they still had to be kept safe. And so our goal again was to still keep that message, even though we may have done it behind a camera, we just uh, continued to make ourselves accessible. Um, we had the, um, the COVID hotline. Um, we did virtual training for our MTI. That really didn't stop. I'm very proud to say that we were able to pivot on that and we're able to continue to offer virtual training. So um, I I've learned a lot about technology. Um, I can keep <laughs> up with my kids now, so I'm proud. <laughs> Are you zoomed out at this point, ladies? <laughs> no, you just, um, you, you, you learn to get ready, camera ready. <laughs> awesome. 
Yeah, I know the MTI was working on a virtual class when I was still at Myosha, so I'm glad to see that it's progressed. And how, how are the students taking that? How does that come across to them? Are they happy with it? What kind of feedback do you get? Um, the students love it. Um, the students actually love it. Believe it or not, we are able to offer more classes um, and in a greater uh, span um, more often. Um, there, there's less travel for the students. So, you know, we've seen an increase, um, an increase in enrollment. Um, our feedback has been um, exponential. It's been through the roof. They've been very happy and pleased by the fact that they're able to still uh, be with their families, but still click on a, you know, link to get the information. And we're right there to ask questions. Um, so it's, it's been um, interesting for us to do this. Um, we've had to train and teach ourselves again um, that what I'm looking for, I'm, I'm giving it to you in a camera. So I'm not physically in the room, but I'm there with you. So feel free to ask questions and things of that nature. So again, technology, we've been able to utilize it and uh, hopefully help command it and move forward in health and safety. So the seminars, uh, you're actually present during the, the, the video. We are. So it's we are. live. You're doing it live then? It, yes, it, it, okay. we are. We actually have the opportunity to have two uh, instructors with us. So someone's monitoring chat and someone's engaging. And so like anytime you're training, um, you know, you want to switch presenters, switch perspective and things of that nature. So the ability for us to have two presenters uh, or facilitators that are training has been very helpful and a continued practice that we love. Um, because again, it gives different perspectives. You know, I may get tired and people may get tired of hearing me talk. So <laughs> we switch and my colleagues are great. My colleagues are great. So yeah. I think one of the great things about my OSHA when I was there is the variety of businesses that you get to go into and you know the, the industries that you get to talk to and the construction sites and I found that just fascinating that and everybody kind of has the same thing in mind trying to keep people safe trying to do it the best way listening to employees which I think my OSHA does a very good job of so what other kind of takeaways what other kind of things do you do that you want to talk about well, I mean, if you'd like, Sheila, we'd be happy to, I could share a success story of a company that we work with. That would be um, great. Yeah, there's this company that invited us in uh, to do some hazard surveys, and we did, and, and we also did some air monitoring for them. And it turned out they were using this degreasing solvent called 1-bromopropane, and we did air monitoring. It turned out the results indicated that they did not exceed a regulatory limit. However, they did exceed the voluntary what we call ACGIH threshold limit value limit, which is based on science. So it's the recommended limit that people not be overexposed to. So once the employer found out, oh, I didn't realize that we exceeded this limit, they immediately looked into a substitute and they substituted it with a less hazardous chemical. And by doing that, um, they were able to still, I mean, do the degreasing in a safe manner and they did not need to have the employees wear respirators as a no. result of that because they switched it to a, a less hazardous chemical. And so that is one thing the employer did. Another thing they did is they used to do lead soldering. They switched to lead-free soldering over the years. And so we went on to work with this employer and they went on to receive several MIOSHA recognition awards. So they really just every year after year gotten better with their safety program. And and as Jennifer, I think said, is we aren't there just to do one, one visit and we're done. We'd like to have that ongoing relationship with employers so we can help you as you progress. You talked a little bit about the M-SHARP program. What's the NVPP program? Jennifer, is that, do you get involved in the, you get on a team for that? 
Um, I uh, yes, <laughs> the MVPD is our Michigan Voluntary Protection Program. It's one of the highest uh, safety awards or the highest safety award that we at, at Michigan OSHA can provide an employer. And so again, we're looking at your safety and health uh, system. Um, we don't expect you to be perfect, but it's really how you respond within your system that we're looking at. Um, we have a team of, of individuals, but again, safety and health who come on site and we spend about a week with you. Oh, wow. We're there at all of your operational times throughout your shifts, your different shifts, and we're interviewing employees, we're looking at the system, and we're, we're again, seeing how you respond. Um, there's a lengthy process to be invited to apply, basically. There is an application process that you have to go through, and there's a vetting process. And so I'm happy to say that that's a very um, in high demand program with us as Myosha. Again, patting people on the back is always a good thing. Yeah. Uh, Kristen, it says that you're, uh, you have the Alliance programs under your purview. What, what are those involved with? Yes, uh, Myosha has currently 18 active alliances, soon to be 19. And, wow. it's, and yeah, it keeps growing this program, but we um, partner with various organizations. And what we try to do is like synergize our efforts. And so an organization would, like, for example, we have construction and general industry alliances. So we have one with Construction Association of Michigan. So, you know, they will partner with us and offer various outreach events or seminars, and we'll come in and provide training resources. So it's, it's very much a give and take that happens over an alliance. And uh, an organization signs an agreement with us, which will have certain measurables in it. And basically every quarter we get a report out of what's happening with that alliance. We do annual reports. And then every three years we look and see what have we accomplished? Should we renew this alliance? Um, and we're just hoping through these efforts that we can re greater reach employers and employees and get that safety message down to where it needs to be heard. Now, what are the advantages to the employer for these programs, MBPP, M-SHARP alliances? Does that keep enforcement out of it or, or is enforcement part of that? Jennifer, you want to speak to that one? <laughs> well, it, it's the advantages of these programs are again, um, the sharing of information, the sharing of information between MIOSHA and or, or the um, employer. So it's the exchange of information because again, we learn about new processes as we're invited in, as we're reviewing the process. Um, it doesn't necessarily keep enforcement out, um, but again, it's an exchange of information. And so it's another way for an employer to really, for lack of a better term, to brag on themselves, especially more so for VPP um, and those recognition programs such as that. It's the opportunity to say, hey, look at my system, tell me how I'm doing. Um, the Alliance, <clears throat> as Kristen mentioned, um, there are opportunities or times when perhaps maybe associations don't necessarily wanna work with MIOSHA. And so they don't wanna receive the training and the information from MIOSHA. And so maybe through working with their alliance partner or, or that industry, uh, they're more receptive to receiving that information from them. So that's an excellent point. That's a very good point. I'm glad you said that. Okay, now brag about MTI. <laughs> this started out as a partnership with Macomb College. I think you're still working with them at this point, but what's the new Oakland piece? Um, well, Jennifer, you want to go speak to that one? No, go, one go of the ahead. <laughs> the new Oakland piece is that we've partnered with Oakland University uh, in that um, participants who are actually interested in furthering their education will have the opportunity to um, 
use some of their MTI credit for towards their bachelor degree as it relates to safety and health through Oakland University. So that's fantastic. That's, yeah, wow. that's something that we're proud of. That's something we're proud of. That shows the credibility of the program. And uh, like I said, you ladies and I were, you know, we were part of the pioneers that started this program. So I'm very pleased to hear that you've, what you've accomplished. It's, it's fantastic. So any other final thoughts you want to let us know about your programs? Uh, yeah, I would, uh, Sheila, one more thing on those recognition programs you were asking about with the M-SHARP. Uh, the M-SHARP is through the on-site program, and then the MVP, is, as Jennifer said, is through the traditional consulting program. And in both of these cases, normally what happens is you work with your local consultant, your set consultant, and oftentimes that same consultant will be the one on your VPP or on-site audit team. So they are helping you get to that process where you can then achieve that award level. So they'll work with you. So, you, you know, when you have that audit, it's very rigorous, you know, you're prepared at that point. And then if you do get one of those rewards, you get like a flag that you fly outside your facility, a plaque. And it does get you during the time that you're an award recipient, some exemption from the random inspection, uh, but not like if it's a fatality or an accident or sure. something like that, you know, so. Yeah, they're great programs to work towards for employers. It sounds like you have a long-term relationship when you've got someone in one of these awards programs. Yes, yes. But then you still have to deal with your daily requests for assistance, I'm sure. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Quite a juggling act, right? <laughs> yeah, but we have something for everybody here at MyOSHA, I mean, to help employers. So wherever they're at in their safety journey, if they just got blessed to be the safety person and they know nothing about safety, you know, the MTI really lends itself to help that person. You know, we have a lot of great classes to get them up and running on some of the basics. Um, or if you're a seasoned safety professional and you're just kind of like, how do I take my program to the next level? We have a lot of folks who are, like you said, Sheila, are in all these different types of workplaces and we can share those best practices with other industries as far as safety. Well, you actually created a management track too. So like you say, the seasoned professional, may need some management courses as well. So, I mean, it's impressive what this MTI has done. So really appreciate that. So in closing, having another set of eyes and an experienced consultant review your safety and health management system is definitely a plus for any business. I think we've heard. As a former manager for my OSHA set division, I can definitely recommend these folks for their knowledge, their integrity, and their caring when it comes to supporting EHS professionals and their difficult task of protecting Michigan workers. So I'd like to thank Jennifer Clark Denson and Kristen Osterkamp from the Myosha SET Division. If you're interested in the SET services described today, please contact them through 517-284-7720 and your request will be assigned to the SET consultant in your area or online at michigan.gov backslash CETRCA. And of course, if you'd like more information about the Michigan Safety Conference or, or this podcast, please contact us at mich, M-I-C-H, safetyconference.org. Thank you for listening to Safety Spectrum. This is Sheila Ive.